Indeed, Friday morning right around Australia. Thanks to Ladbrokes. We are back. Remarkably, didn't get the arse over the Christmas break and we've fought our way through to the autumn breakfast show, Campbell. Brown, Nick Quinn, Dan Cobby in the house. Blue Diamond, Futurity and a raft of stars in Sydney. And of course you, 0499 736 736. If you're listening to us via SCN Track, good morning. And likewise, via Ladbrokes 1 on the live channels. Hello. Uh, great to be here. Mine a miracle that we got the call up again after mm -hmm. some of the um, antics and the debacle after the Oaks Day uh, no. special. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but here we are. Another season. I'm really looking forward to it. Ten shows, and I'm going to be here for at least five of them. Now, <laughs> the best thing about it, isn't that how he just lumps us all into the Oaks debacle? Well, well, Dan yeah. Cobby and I couldn't be any more professional. Hammo was brilliant. Quinny ducked off halfway through the show. and Hammo wasn't even well, here. Was he? <laughs> he wasn't even here. No, he said, well, you're well, you it must have been Dan and I. Well, Hammo did message when we finished the show and said, how did it go this morning, mate? And I thought, I can't even respond to him. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. But boys, we're back. Fresher than ever, I would have thought. Yeah. This is probably the freshest uh, the panel's been. The graphics are ready to rumble. Crisp. The boys are uh, boys and girls are prepped and uh, ready to rock and roll. So now, yeah. first things first, best bets, all that to come. We've got a huge hour ahead, but we'll just quickly start. Tasmania for you guys, you good? Yeah, I think Tasmanian racing's in unbelievable shape. They're racing over the you know the, the summer carnival's been great. I, I missed Devonport, but I went to Hobart Cup and Launceston Cup. Um, the Interstate Raiders. They went down there, you know, the Waterhouse mm -hmm. bot team sent down um, military mission, which got the job done. Um, I think Ollie went down and rode on the weekend as well. They've got the inevitable that's that's absolutely flying, an all-star mile bound. Um, Paddy Payne had Dunkel, which went down and picked up, you know, the, the guineas at a dollar sixteen or whatever it was. So I think that the Tassie Racing is in great shape. And I couldn't have been happier when I rolled into the marquee on Wednesday. And um, I knew there was a representative for Ladbrokes that was going to be doing a cross. And I saw the great man, Twinny, there. And his, his eyes were just bulging and he just wanted to get, get there and do an interview and he was wrapped. What was the highlight, Twinny? Look, the highlight was, and this is, really does pain me to say, just how much love there was for Campbell. And you were just a shot of energy there. And I love the fact that, and again, I'm going to feel sick for saying this, but just how excited they were to have you there. Because it's a huge Hawthorne area. Nice. They love their footy. And all day, and this is where you are very, very good at chatting to people and making them feel special, the excitement in people's faces when they come up, have a chin wag with him, have a chat, and off they go. And they were walking on air. And it was just a reminder of how desperate they are for a footy team yeah. because they would just embrace it so much. And it was... There's no tall poppy syndrome. Like You no, just mentioned not. all the... Raiders coming down and basically winning every feature yeah, race. And they were just so delighted they were there. And I think it's absolutely spectacular. So I loved it. He was the star of the show. Yeah, did, did, which, did you, he was GA? the star of the show. I, I wasn't in jail, but I've been yeah. going down there for 22 years. We, when that, I first got to Hawthorne in 2001, that's when we first started playing games down there. So I'm a, I'm a makeshift Taswegian. But true or false, you? would you say that each year... They give you more money but take responsibilities yeah. off your plate yeah. because I, of prior indiscretions. I've certainly been stripped down from yeah. my, <laughs> my former role uh, in yeah. the MC duties. I was, I was mm. doing the crosses, I was doing the MCing, I was doing some other stuff and, and gradually they've, they've brought people in to replace me for doing most of it. I, I get up there and I say hello 
I sing horses at about 5, 5.30, very poorly. And that's basically my day done and dusted. And you get thanked all day. <laughs> Campbell is so famous in Tasmania that when you walk into the sports bar at Barnboogle Dunes, there's like a lot of wear on the carpet near the bar, and then there's this section over on the other side of the bar where there's a photo of Campbell, and no one goes there. Like they you refuse to go there. Uh, you can go there and polish it. Polish no, it, but that's basically <laughs> it. I, I, that's chipped right. in, I chipped in from 50 foot for a, a birdie. 50 on the, foot? On the 18th. 50 uh, foot. 18th day. 50 foot. <laughs> that's that pox little hole. The fact that you hit it beyond 50 foot is actually very concerning because yeah. it's dead set flick with sand wedge. It's like 78 metres. Yeah, but, yeah, but it worked. I was, I was wrapped with my round of barn bugles. Yeah. So, Tassie, great place. All right, let's get in. Whoever you might be, you can always get involved. 0499 736 736. Drop us a text. On a lab break, sport and breakfast. First things first. Now, for the first time, Brown's gone a little early when it comes to his first things first. He was going to be how Tasmanian racing well, is flying, but you've added a lot of it. Anything else to add? Uh, no, no, I don't. I just think that um, yeah, the fact that you have international... Oh, sorry, interstate uh, trainers and, and jockeys looking to go down there is, is a great thing because it's logistically it's a, a little bit hard, you know, with, with the horses and having to send a team over and everything. But, um, like Quinny said, like, there's no... There's no um, Tasmanians that are upset that people are coming down and winning their cups. It's the more the merrier. And I think uh, it's a red state, isn't it? It's a red state. Ladbrokes. <laughs> Completely. And um, and we love it down there, mate. I, I was away on a work trip, but I had a phone call after Hobart Cup. You'd you back, sure it was work? Yeah, nine of ten. You'd actually ripped it apart in the marquee. So I, did that one continue to Launceston? Hobart couldn't be beaten. Yeah. Um, and I walked in with an air of probably overconfidence. <laughs> Not for the first and, time. And word had spread from Hobart to Launceston about, about my... my my ability to tip winners, mm -hmm. so that I know for a fact that the marquee, uh, they'd all gone to the ATM, they had a pocket full of, of cash, and I went um, one from ten on the on the weekend. Oh no, it was and the it inevitable. Was inevitable. At a dollar fourteen. <laughs> yeah. And so my yeah. first my first two races, you could have heard a pin drop, right? And they would scurry off to the tab. By race four, they were starting to talk over me and not listen. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by race six, there's there abuse getting held at this. <laughs> well, Rue de Palais was both of us special in race two. My goodness, it looked home yeah, it at the did. 200. It, it certainly did and got rolled. But, uh, yeah, it just goes to show it's the great leveller, the, the punt, and um, how the mighty fell in the space of a week. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to you bouncing back today because you and I are together again for the first time in a month on SCN Track. Right around the nation yeah, from one o'clock. Yeah, work, work trip. Uh, talk to me, Quinny. First things first. Yeah, yeah. Well, we touched on the fact that Campbell dominated down there, but just the fact that Launceston Cup, it had the best of both worlds. It had, it felt like a really good city meeting, but with the relaxed country vibe as well. So it was a nice melting pot in between. If anyone hasn't done it before, I'd strongly recommend it. And it's something I'm going to lock in for the bucket list going forward. I like it. I'm casting. <laughs> you, you're in management now, aren't you? Look at you. You know what I think that Racing Victoria should have done? You know how they've got the new Country Cup system and, of course, it's the, the announcement in the Spring Carnival? They should have included Tasmania. Yeah. They should have included the Tasmanian Cups. And not just Tasmania. They should work with other racing authorities around the country. Now, Racing New South Wales, probably not with the situation it currently is. But there was a, a chance there to go a little one step further than Racing New South Wales, which I do love. I love the way Racing New South Wales have done it. I love the idea of Racing Victoria. But they could have included the Tasmanian Cups. Spot Some on. South Australian regional. Mm. Even way, there's ways around it to make it bigger and better. And I think that the Raiders going down there, Dan, is a good indication that those races are very highly rated. I know they're branded in terms of Hobart, Launceston, etc. But... 
they're probably just that level just below in terms of quality to be included in a, a programming aspect, if that makes sense. They're fantastic, as I said, completely uh, agree with your points in the sense that Tasmanian racing's flying and they're great days out. But in terms of a program, if you were trying to include them in some of the, the better races, so to speak, in Victoria, it'd probably be hard in that in that, that aspect. Currently, you're correct. But if it was included, mm. there's nothing to say that it wouldn't continue to be a way of which like, trainers and connections yeah. might send horses to, I just mean, to like, find ways to To change to a program to include it would take sort of a number of years to... It can't just sort of... Yeah. change like that yeah, that's you all can't I'm saying. Do it next yeah. year no it's sort of it's, yeah it's going to have to be a slow build and then you know it's not going to be a perfect year say the following year that mm. as soon as you make your changes it might take 3 or 4 years to get traction so it's not an overnight fix but uh, I take your point for sure 0499736736 to get involved like did anything really stand out like we spoken racing wise was there a scuffle you and I went to the Devonport Cup last year as we left there yeah. was a there was a scuffle on the street no, I think none it of that was pretty smooth sailing yeah, yeah okay good from, from my end anyway there's no, yeah. there was no one diving in plunge pools in marquees or anything no, like no, that? Nah, not that. <laughs> <laughs> that story did get a run, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure everything caught your eye, Quinny, but I thought it was, it was all pretty smooth. No, nah, it was just very enjoyable. Like, terrific viewing there all day, lovely weather, so they couldn't have been happier. <laughs> first things first, Dan, what are you rolling with? I'm rolling with... Uh, it's probably an obvious one in the mm. sense that Hong Kong and Australia, that, uh, that gateway is certainly open. Uh, and from what Winifred... Um, said last week at the Asian Racing Conference that he's going to welcome uh, fly-in, fly-out jockeys for the big races. We've already seen it with Carr going up there riding a feature, James McDonald going up there and riding a feature. And that's off the back of already a successful uh, international day for Australians. Look at Bowman, he's flying back. I know it's always been a corridor where they can to and fro, but I feel like the floodgates have opened because Hong Kong at the moment, the way things are there, it's a, it's a really tough place for jockeys to live under the circumstances through COVID and other things. So I think they're going to start bending their rules and start to say... OK, you can fly in for this meeting. And, can you and flesh whatnot. that out a little bit? Why is it so difficult at the moment? Well, they've, they've struggled with COVID. They've still um, got quarantine. Still like, got, yeah, yeah, still masks and whatnot. Are you tuned to the coverage on a Wednesday night or, you know, you watch a Sunday at Chartier they're coming in the weighing room with masks and whatnot. Uh, obviously, in an um, apartment living with families, a lot of them, um, that's very tough. They haven't been able to leave Hong Kong for so long. It's starting to obviously open up a little bit now, but it's been really difficult for them. Um, and not just the jockeys and trainers, but, you know, you've got your stewards, your vets, etc. Like, there's so many participants there and expat participants that are, you know, they're familiar with, you know, travelling sort of across to Macau or they might go to Thailand for a few days or they might come home to Australia for five days. It's been such a struggle for them is that I think now that they're going to have to start to make change in terms of not be so stringent on these are the rules to come into Hong Kong or to, to leave Hong Kong to ride in other races. It seems like it's going to be that little bit easier. Look, it's not going to be a free-for-all. Uh, it never will be with Hong Kong. But just to see Carr go up there, McDonald, etc. Bowman coming back tomorrow, that's a talking point. I don't know if he'll make it back um, to ride in secret. It sounds like there's a bit of a, a problem with him flying at the moment. So we'll get news on that very shortly, I would have thought. Um, but, yeah, it seems like that gateway certainly well and truly open. Is there quarantine restrictions when they come back? You speak of Hugh Bowman, Zach Purton, of course, coming back in the not-too-distant future, I think, next week. Do they have to quarantine here on the way back? Is that all... No. That's pretty that's much gone set. now. That's Hong gone. Kong to Australia, you don't. Yeah, no. you still Australia to Hong Kong? Yeah, well, you did in so December. Basically, for the internationals, that you had to do three days, I believe, with not entering a licensed premise. So basically, like, say, if we went over there, we could have gone. But if you're only going for a four- or five-day yeah. trip, you're going to be in your hotel pretty much, and, yeah, and that's it. So um, I think it's pretty much relaxed now, though. I think it's a lot easier. But, as I said, the living conditions have been tough. So I think, yeah... Hong Kong have probably learnt to adapt in terms of you know, what they can and can't do in terms of their participants and um, 
I think to see Bowman back, Carr go up, McDonald, Purton back, I think it's great to see. And I think it's hopefully to, you know, for the betterment of their jurisdiction is that they continue these rules because they're going to struggle to get a leading Australian jockey to move up there or, you know, a leading English jockey to move there unless they bend the rules slightly so they can return home or can go to other major meetings around the world as long as it doesn't compromise their commitments in Hong Kong. Zach Burton, of course, he, he kind of planted the seed last year on Gareth Hall's show, Giddy Up on SCN Track, where he started talking about, you know, just alluding to the fact this might be the... You know, coming towards the end, twilight of the career in Hong Kong and all the rest of it. So that, that was the mental planting of the seed. I think it's the physical planting of the seed. I think this is going to start to see Zach Purton start to slowly do more and more riding here in Australia. It's a great question. Yeah. Does he come back? Like, he, why does he need to? He doesn't need to in terms of financial reasons. No. But the fact that he's coming back for a fly-in, fly-out visit, mm. he's still got some hunger there. And I think with Bowman now basing himself in Hong Kong... And that's not to say that Zach wouldn't have been coming home to Australia because of Hugh Bowman being there. But what I'm saying is it's one less senior rider riding sort of up that higher end of the weight scale. So what do you think? I don't know. I get the feeling that he might come back for a couple of years. And, and it's a, it's a t difficult situation at the moment with what's going on over there because Zach and the new head steward have had you know, a run-in already. And it's only, yeah. it's only early. So... Zach, I think, will ultimately make the call for him and his family and say, you know what, enough's enough, or it'll be, you know, retirement. In terms of enough's enough with Hong Kong. Financially, obviously, no reason for him to come back and ride, right? And that's been mm. fairly well documented. I, I think there's a little bit of the whole... I don't know Zach Burton at all, but as a professional athlete, and you can attest to this, there's some type of ego attached to it, right? You have to have it. And I think he's underrated by many. Not the hardcore racing people in Australia... But there are many people on the periphery who, when we talk about the best jockeys in the country, you know, Damien Oliver, Jamie Carr, James McDonald, you know. Well, it's a bit of Zach Burton's not mentioned, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? I'm going to come back and prove to people who are on the periphery who may not give me the kudos I well and truly deserve. There's an argument he's the best jockey in the world, right? He's in that conversation. Yet, if you went to the racetrack and said, I have had Zach Burton. We don't talk about that, him enough. Exactly. So there might be a little bit of that attached to come back end his career in Australia and do amazing things because he'll come back here and be riding the Did best it, horses. He's it's got to be at least five years since he's won an Australian Group 1. I would have thought it's somewhat on the Doncast. It might be his last. Okay. I can't think of a Melbourne one and I can't think of anything else in Sydney. So that's been some time. So Did you're he, right. John O'Shea was still trying to He won a Caulfield Cup? What year was that? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it somewhat might have been after, after Myrak. Yeah, okay. What was it, my Racky, 2013? Yeah, it, it somewhat would have been just after that, yeah. Okay. But they would have been probably two. That's a long time ago now. Yeah, that least. might be something he just wants to tick back off. Tick back, come back over here, you know, I, and just go I bang, 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 bang. I think of Bernie Vince when we think about what it. What I reckon... We had a very ill-timed tweet after the <laughs> Melbourne Cup. <laughs> I think John O'Shea might have had two or three in the race that year and yeah. flew out Marira and Purton. Maria is on the four or five of my favourite. It's somewhat was 30 to one and, and uh, was a strong horse in the race. Yeah. It's probably more of a 2,000 metre horse and, and got the job done. But I don't think he's ridden one since. I know we've got a crystal ball later in the show, but I'll, I'll do an early one. He'll ride three Australian Group 1s before the end of the calendar year. OK. This calendar year? Yep, 2023. Zach Burton, for the rest of... From now until December 31... Okay. December's out because well, you it's not can, a great deal of group ones. You can, um, you, can, you, can, you can bank on the fact he's not yeah. going to win one on Artorias. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, hey, run, he'll run hey. second or third. No, <laughs> I made that comment on SCN Track earlier in the week. He'll win the Canterbury Stakes. <laughs> that might be a good market it's for a, the Ladbroke. Put it this hundreds. way, it's a great group one for it. Yeah, it is perfect. perfect yeah. 1,300 yeah. metres, yeah. maybe... Well, three, you said see. three, not one. You no, three. I'm, talk, sorry, I'm talking about Artorias now. Yeah. Uh, Zach Burton will win three group yeah. ones in Australia... Before the end of 2023. Crystal balls are meant to be something that could potentially come true. That's not going to happen. You're doubting Zach Burton. 
You go down to Tasmania, you get your ego rubbed a little bit, and now you're whacking one of the best chocolates. Oh, no, no, I'm not whacking. Three's, three's a lot. You know, it three's is. A lot. He didn't argue with the ego being rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you win three group ones a season yep. in Australia, like, you're probably sitting top five yeah. for the year. Mm -hmm. like, well, James wins everything. And there's a guy mm -hmm. that doesn't even live in Australia at the moment. Currently. Okay. Currently. I mean, unless you know a bit more than you've No, I, I don't. <laughs> I do not know a thing. I just think that I have, and I think we all do, we have him such high regard, and I think that <laughs> coming back next week is some type of indication of where it's his good. mindset is. It's good chat. Now, first things first, I've got one more. And it's about Racing Victoria and the All-Star Mile. Okay, so it's a, it's a continual conversation. And I'm a huge fan of the All-Star Mile. I love the race. I believe it should be permanently at Mooney Valley. I think it's the best place for a race like that. And a couple of years ago, it helps when it's Russian Camelot and Mugger 2 into the straight together. Mm. But the joint was rocking and can't wait to get back there in a couple of weeks' time. But Racing Victoria need to tweak the voting process because currently it's not attracting uh, i don't think the fans or at least the mystique that it should there's no use having the best horses in the voting process because they're going to be in the race okay so well maybe not i wish our winner's currently number one in the voting won't be in the all-star mile right so essentially people are voting for a horse who was brilliant a couple of weeks ago who's in the media that isn't going to, going to go there. Zaki gets scratched yesterday, so there all of a sudden there's a complication around Zaki and all the rest of it. Uh, I'm, I, I'm Thunderstruck's there. Mr. Brightside's in it. We're seeing Nugget is another horse that is always going to be in the race. So what they need to do is split it. I think there's, is there 12 horses in the race? Is that how it works? So whatever what is, 50% wildcards given out, right? So they are not in the voting process. So they sit down. When the nominations come out, Race Victoria sit down. They have a chat to connections. Though. Yeah, I know, but... They just give them to the horses that were going to be there anyway. But don't you want people voting for the good horses? Well, but don't you, you don't want to repeat the of the first year? That was a yeah. disaster. But, but you split it up, right? So you essentially have six oh, wild cards, Literally. and you right. give them to the best horses in the race, right? So you, you don't vote for Zaki, you don't vote for I'm Thunderstruck, you don't because the better stories in the voting process is Keats right now, and allow the smaller connections to actually try and build it. Keats. Uh, you're Tasmanian boy. Now you've jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, the inevitable. Like, the inevitable. To be fair, he probably should get in. He, he, yeah. He, he will. He, well, he should well, get got, in, he's right? Got the whole, they're doing a bit of a campaign yeah. down there. So the whole if, if you had it where you know that I'm Thunderstruck, uh, Alligator Blood, uh, Mr Brightside, Nugget, you work with the connections of the high rate of horses. Cause that, doesn't attract the, that doesn't attract the actual continual promotion of the races because people just go, well, the best horse is Zaki, so I'm going to vote for that. Okay, okay, question back to you before you go. Mm -hmm. Name one winning chance in any year that hasn't gained a start. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree Cox with that. Blight, that. Cox Blights, that's happened. Correct. Yeah. But it hasn't happened with the All-Star. No, I, no, I agree. So the horses are going to be anyway. So why, why have them in the voting process when you can actually have something unique Right. We're not Japan, right? So the idea taken from Japan where they're just absolutely horse mad and people just vote because they love it. This doesn't happen in Australia. They're voting for the best horses still. It's the same yeah. thing. I'll, I'll chime in with the Japan thing. Is that It is structured so well over there in mm. terms of the program. It's at the end of the year. It's always the weekend of Christmas, the Arena McKinnon. The fans vote for it. They know that all their best horses over that distance range are targeting that race. The problem that we have here in Australia is that it's midway through the carnival. So it's not necessarily a target for every yeah. horse. It's at that mile range where you've got your sprinters the week before in the new market, so they're questionable going there. And then you put in the, the whole fact that the leading stable is in Sydney and has never supported it. So therefore, are Who's they that? coming... Chris Wallow, he hasn't supported it in the sense of 
no one knows if they're coming or not. Yeah. And then you've got your big targets in terms of your Australian Cup now. That's going to move two weeks uh, rather than a one-week gap next year. So there are going to be, you know, it's going to, they're going to tinker with a little bit. But then you've got the Queen Elizabeth as well in Sydney. Is that it? Just doesn't it's fit in. I love, the, yeah, I love the innovation and I love the fact that fans get to vote and stuff. But the problem is, it's not the same as the Arena McKinnon. Everyone knows the Arena McKinnon's at the end of the year. The program works so perfectly well, and the fans love it and they thrive on their champions. Whereas I feel here, the whole marketing campaign with this horse, that horse, best of luck to you. Like, if you can get a marketing campaign going and get your horse in, I'd do the same thing. But, but I think there'd be more of a marketing uh, campaign if it was solely on the horses who were tier two or two, three, right? But the best horses are always going to be there, as you mm -hmm. touched on. And you write about the program in Japan, but we aren't a horse racing world here Correct. In so why are we trying to do it? Well, that's, that's the thing. So the only way to do it, if, if it's going to work, is to actually try and have the smaller people feel they've got a better chance of getting in. And if you look at it, I, I, just, I just don't think the numbers are there from a voting system. It, it may not necessarily be the reason I'm pointing out, but the very fact is when you look at the numbers, there's horses that are in the top ten in the field that have a 1,000 votes. Now, now is, is it worth it? And the race is going to be, I think, decent and the, the, everything around it is great except for the voting system. I think they've got to tweak within some way. Well, it's slightly different because the best turnover race in the world is the Arena McKinnon. And it's a voting race. Yeah, but it's what I'm saying is, is that we're just not hitting the same mark. You put your your second and third rate horses in there, and all of a sudden they're getting starts. Your turnover is going to fall through yeah. the floor, and obviously then you're going to have funding cuts, etc. Like it's there's people in smarter places to make these decisions. But what I'm saying is, it's just not hitting the same. You've mark. You've still got to make it an, an elite race. But the horses are still in there because you're giving six wild cards <clears throat> to the best horses in the country, the ones who lead the voting. Six isn't race. enough though. Oh, make it eight. Turnover. Make it eight and four then. Make it eight. Make it eight. There we go. So you can sit down so, with. Well, Annabelle it's ten and four. Well, horses vendors just won't get enough votes to be voted in, but but it'll get a start. Don't worry about that. See that that's brown dog knows. <laughs> well, that, that's if it wants. That's because you got, you got your lightsabers last year. You know, yeah, like, that was well, a good well, marketing I can't, campaign. Well, you, you got paid to push that on Instagram. What? Mate. <laughs> 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 Don't just come over the top with some sort of argument and fail to disclose. That was my, that was my favourite horse. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, who trained it? Peter Moody. Okay. Man. <laughs> he knows that because no, that's part I of the end. There's a great Peter concept Moody. there. There really is. It's a good is. concept, but it just hasn't hit the mark, I think, to what we probably would have expected Who or what <laughs> or what yeah, the, the jurisdictions the would have thought that we were gonna get out of it. Because it's as I said, it's it doesn't you can't just replicate things. In saying that, Peter Valeni's replicated the Pegasus World Cup or pretty much did mm. with the Everest and it's clearly airborne. So yeah, I don't yeah. know where we're at with the All-Star I think you're on the, the right yeah. track. It, it needs it a needs few little tweaking. tweaks. And, yeah. and you, you hit the nail on the head in terms of where does it sit in the, in the mm -hmm. autumn because it's awkwardly placed. But it'll evolve. I think it's a good concept and it's getting fans engaged and it'll gradually... We're only, what, four or five years in now to the All-Star yeah. How many years have they run it? Yeah, be five, I five. think. Five? So it's still, still, year, still working its way into relevance, yeah. I think. And I think next year we'll vote to you this spring. Not, no, this not, not this yeah. year. Not yet. But I have ha voted. I have, I have voted. Who'd you vote for? Laws. Oh, of course. Horse, yeah. But like yeah. next year will be better because you've got the two-week gap to the Australian Cup. So therefore, you'll probably find that trainers are more inclined to stay in Melbourne and actually target a campaign here rather than doing the toing and fraying. Oh, that's only a one-week backup. No, nah, I don't know about that. Whereas I think next year will probably be a little bit clearer. And Matt Welsh and his team have made that amendment since he started. So I think next year you'll see probably a better program and therefore you'll probably attract the better horse and ultimately that's what I want to see. I want to see the best horses. I, I will be at the All-Star Mile. I love it and I love big events. Your so biggest that's gonna ever bet was All-Star Mile a couple it's, of years it, ago. It, it was. Oh, but actually it was second biggest at the time. Thought he was hard. But I'll look tell you this. Look at you. I'll say this. 
They should just put the five million into the Australian Cup. <clears throat> I, I've argued this the whole time. The Australian Cup has been diminished because of it for the reasons you just pointed out. Had they put the five million dollars into the Australian Cup, then I think it would have been better for the, the Melbourne Autumn. But then because you're just the going back to the whole clash of states, you know. But there's like, still it's the clash of states is there anyway. But I mean, it's a proper clash then if you're saying we'll just bump up our Australian Cup, beat it and you can have your Queen Elizabeth. It's just, I think we need to try and make it work where you know, you can still get to a Queen Elizabeth as a grand final, this preparation and even people from Racing Victoria have said that this this year, mm -hmm. that they want to try and make it so they can eventually kick on to the Queen Elizabeth. That's ultimately well, that means the one of the grand finals. But that would mean the Australian Cup's pretty much done. You're not going to do it's a, a strong mile. semi. How many weeks in between the Australian Cup and the Queen Elizabeth? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to tinker next year. Yeah, so only it, about one it, week. Hopefully, though, right? Yeah, but the one week will separate it to the point where it probably is manageable. So, mm. at the moment, it's too much of a backup to go from an all-star mile into an Australian Cup. That's the problem in terms of a Victorian program. Mm. Yeah, I, I think there's got to be some tweaking of it, but I, I look, I, I've got the winner anyway. This one off the SMS. What about my Oberon? Not in the best 10 mm. and arguably in the top three molars in the country at the moment. Um, but, but an average fan favourite, you know, because... But exactly, but he'll get in. If it's in the top three miles in the country, I'm walking off set. Yeah. Well, actually, oh. actually, can you hold, hold that hold that thought? Text I think who the other I think are. he bobs up a little later in the show, so we'll get to okay. that. But I will say that he will be in the race, because there is... Race Victoria sort of dip in, because they have the wild cards, as, as, as we know. And Look, he won the Crystal Mile, which it. is great. Yeah. And it was fresh off, fresh off the plane. Mm -hmm. But where he's at, if he's, yeah, as I said, if he's top three mile in the country, we're in strife. We're in big strife. Mm. Like, he's an exposed horse that's had over 20 starts. Like, yeah. I don't think he's. When you look at the list of. Miles, when you look at the miles we've got in our country, uh, yeah. I think he'll get into the race. Though. I think he'll be in the not, race. Yeah, I agree. I'm I agree. just saying he's, yeah, he's, he's a long way down the There's list. There's a crystal ball about my Brian. I know there is. Is it you? Can't say. Yeah, oh. <laughs> 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 run down in front of us. And we're about to get to the Blue Diamond, but firstly. Well, what do you got? got a text message come through from Peter Adley. Now, Peter is the head trader at Ladbrokes. He's the winks of bookmakers, right. this bloke. He's just an absolute jet. He's very proactive. He gets things done and he's just a superstar. I wish I'd worked with him for 10 years. <laughs> and he's texting me saying he's going to talk to the team this morning yep. and they're going to whip up a price. All right. On your man, Zach Purton, winning three yep. or more Australian Group 1s in 2023. And I want to know, what sort of price are you hoping... You want to? Is that what? We don't live in the country. You guys already uh, rubbished it. Brownie no, I haven't rubbished it. Oh, I haven't rubbished it. Oh, uh, hundred to one. You, no, come on, give us a, give us a. He won't be a hundred to one. Well, I want a hundred to one. He won't be a hundred to one. What price would you well, see? You're like starting your favourite. Yeah, it'll win. He'll have one in his back pocket in nine days. So then you're not getting a hundred to one or winning two more for the year. You know what? See what happens. You move markets. I make markets. Give me. What price would you see? Just when you thought this show had lost the plot, it just gets better. It honestly gets better. Twelve to one. That's a great quote. 12 to 1. Yeah. Move markets, I make markets. $10 would be good. Okay, 10. Another text coming through. Mm -hmm. Dan Cobby, anything to report on the love life? I don't know who this person yeah, is that's <laughs> messaging. I don't, know what, I don't know how they find out this information. But it's right across your sort of Tinder yeah, Well, hey, I mean, I'm not sure it's a he. I reckon it could be one of the girls he sort of got on the go, sort of throwing some bait out to see where she ranks on the pecking order. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Brownie, I I, just Brownie and I talk from experience in the, uh, the SCN track uh, text machine. When a message comes through about your personal life and you don't have the number, it does make you a little uneasy. Yeah, that's <laughs> like when you're copping it from mates, it's one thing. When you ever, there you go. Have, have you got a new. But said caller or, or whoever's texting, 
They know more about me than what I do, so I don't know. But can we get don't miss a beat? No. little segment for that person, I think. Each week they can update us. Yeah. They must have been like the bartender or someone that's serving me at a restaurant you know, oh, in recent times. Didn't your mum text him one time uh, enjoying this show because it's how she finds out about your love life? Correct. Maybe she's with a, a friend and they're texting to try and fish out some information. I reckon mum probably isn't watching this morning. She's packing her bags, going to Bali for 10 yeah, days. Yeah. So Beautiful. half a luck. We're and all sitting here working away and uh, she's off for holiday. Based on that, it would mean your mum's got a burner phone as well. Well, there's a big chance. <laughs> yeah, there's a big chance. <laughs> all right, no, 10 to 1 on 1. Like 10 or 12 to 1. <laughs> Quinny, give me that and take the double that Cobby has a new girl by the end of March. All right, let's get to uh, the Blue Diamond because there's a fair bit into it. The two-year-olds, the babies go at it. At Sandown, of course, a little different than traditional uh, home of the Blue Diamond. But what is the market telling us? Well, Steel City looking to break the maiden at Group 1 level has been popular. Now a $4.20 favourite. Barbara, $5.50 second elect. Brave Halo, $7.50. The undefeated, the instructor at 10 Don Corleone, a $10 chance. Little Bros has been specced now into 11 Exploring 13 the chances don't end there. Mm. A very competitive edition of the Blue Diamond. Cobby, take it away. I'm not going to lie, boys. Um, I've struggled with this year's really? edition. Yeah, I really have. But um, are you surprised that it's hard or that he's not going to lie? No, I think it's an absolute standout, and I think you agree. You've been back Well, I'll leave it to you, boys, then. But realistically, like, just the change in the track. It's not a traditional um, blue diamond. It's not a track that we use all that often for two-year-old races. Um, we now go from the lead-ups being in the chute to now going around a bend. Um, lots of different form lines. Like, this is complicated, let's be honest. Um I'm going with the West Aussie because he was you know, held up. Uh, sorry, rather he was, uh, you know, held up last start. But look, he's drawn a shocking gate here, Brave Halo. But I think if he can somewhat blend in and get a 10 out of 10 of Ollie from Ollie, I think he can be in the finish. But you need a strong horse, and you want the right run. And I think it's going to be favoured to be on speed. So it's a tough one. Just on that, I, uh, Brave Halo and VC, which I'll get to in a moment, both drawn pretty awkwardly. But I think the speed will be really on. And I know that. When you have the babies go at it, there's traditionally a fair bit of intensity and a little change in the track. The on-track or the on-pace bias is uh, a common thought right now because of the way that uh, the track's going to play or we think it's going to play. But I, I think Brave Halo and VC will both get opportunities to get cover and be able to hit the line hard. Not suggesting definitely they'll win the race, but I think they'll get their chances regardless of the gate. They'll just be a long way out of their ground. And when they come down that hill, those on speed, probably the first five or six, when they sprint and, and sort of dash away from the, the, the rest of the pack is that a lot of these horses that are back and wide are going to be you know, at their top and really you know, out of their comfort zone. And I think then they've got to then pick themselves up, balance up and then hit the line. It's not easy to do, especially at the back end of their preparation from what's already been a tough preparation for some of them. So plenty of intrigue in this year's Blue, Blue Diamond. I think it's a vintage year. It's a really strong year, I think. Do and you? I think, yeah, I think. Yeah, honestly, do. Um, you know, there's the Godolphin horses that done no wrong. You've got the Sydney form coming down. Um, Steel City, she looks a great filly. Um, she's the half to September run, who we know um, has been a, a handy mare as well. So, yeah, great year, but one that I'm happy to throw the hands up and leave it to Brownie. Before you speak, you <laughs> half alluded to me. I, I, I don't know what horse you're talking about, but I think I've changed my mind. OK. What do you, what do you got? Well, I was... We went out for dinner the night that Steel City was was bought. Yes, right? we, with, with Magna and Best Bloodstock, and he offered us shares. Yeah, and, well, hang on. Um, well, she's a moral then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bowers is in this yeah, horse. Yeah. Mark Hinkley, Jonathan Brown was. He pulled out. I said no. Um, so I followed the journey of this horse from the start. Um, almost they declared it on debut up in Sydney. It ran into Red Resistance. I saw him. Has now. then gone on to win the uh, Canterbury Stakes. So that form's been franked. Then second career start. 
runs into Learn to Fly, mm -hmm. that comes out and wins the listed Inglis Millennium. So if you want to go on franked form, this is an absolute standout. Um, Apparently smashed the clock during track work during the week. Drawn well. Blake Shin's a, a big-time rider. Draws a key thing. And I, I think it's a certainty. Now, Barber, um, stable name is Tony. And I remember when Godolphin bought it, I, I said to James Cummings, you're happy with the buying? He said, of course I am. That was the sale of the century. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chance, obviously, undefeated. But I, honestly, without, without diving too deep into you know, Don Corleone, which yeah. sort of half flopped last start. Um, when he it was disappointing, around. wasn't Yeah, a little bit. But th that happens with these two-year-olds. Um, on form, frank form yeah. and everything, Steel City is, is a moral... Well, it's a moral if you were offered shares and didn't go in. Yeah. Like, it's literally a moral. So, this, this feels like the Sunlight story when Brownie said, no, 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 I don't want to buy it. And then she made millions and got sold for millions. Yeah, yeah, and the next one I bought was an absolute dud. <laughs> um, but that, that's all I wanted to yeah, say about I, that, right? I, I think there's no doubt the money for her at Labor the last sort of 24, 48 hours based on the fact that she's drawn perfectly. She has probably a couple of pairs back. Fair bit of speed from the outside means she can just... You know, smoke the pipe. I think Barb will be on her backside. The Ladbrokes lab, coincidentally, not far away from being released on social media. Uh, the channels are Ladbrokes, but I, I think that Steel City is perfectly drawn. The, the market looks. You haven't to changed have... your mind then? No, I have. I think VC will run over the top and beat them all. I reckon the same stable. Oh. If VC race. gets to the furlong, I'll be surprised. Oh. Really? No, like, I don't think he's a strong 1,200-metre horse at this point of his career, no. Oh, I, I think the last... I think even, I think getting back on the good track helps him. I think it the does. on the soft last start. I, and I think, I don't think we've seen a real there. strong horse yet. Billy Brownless, could you imagine him in the winner's enclosure after good. winning a Blue Diamond? How bloody good. And you know what? If you do think she can win the Blue Diamond, I know she's been set for this race, right? So that's always been the, the goal. But I think... You've got the golden slipper market there at Labrax. So I think she's still like 11 or $12. That's mainly because they haven't made a decision. If she wins the Blue Diamond like a lot of people are expecting her, yourself included, to do and win it well, they'll definitely, I think, have a throw at the stumps of the golden slipper. And she certainly won't be at double figures come Saturday night. The stable... If, if she wins the Blue comparing Diamond. Comparing her to a young Colin Gatter. Oh, wow. I'm not saying that she's not. No, I yeah. think she's a good... She's a smart... Yeah, $13 filler. for the $13. Golden so that, that, that's, that's a small little play. Like, But if she was to win or run second or third, is that then, you know, you then got to map your plan to get back to Sydney. Do you have a run before the slipper mm. or do you go straight in? You've got a two-year-old filly that's obviously been up now for... Not, not a yeah. long, you know, I, not a long I, time. You mean the voice of reason? I'm just saying, like, it's, it's so hard with a two-year-old filly. So, like, if they... Of course, but that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. If she runs well, it'll be great to... Put it this way, they're fantastic <laughs> trainers. Yeah. They really are. And if, you know, if anyone's going to get her there to a, a, another grand final, yeah. so to speak, they will. Because look at Coolangatta, what she was able to do as a two-year-old. Everyone's thinking, you know, she can't... Off the back of the Magic Moon, she can't go to the Golden Slipper and, you know, and do what they expect her to do. But she ran very, yeah. very well on a track that probably wasn't Correct. suitable. She's come back as a three-year-old, obviously done great things, and now she's returned in you know, great form again. So if there's a stable that can do it, Mara Neusa certainly can. Make sure you download the Ladbrokes app. Always Ladbroken and always gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858 if you're having any issues. It is now time for a big weekend of racing to hit our best bets. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast, best bets. You want to go first, Campbell? I can if you like. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going with Chains of, of Lightning, Chain of Lightning, the, the Peter Moody runner. Um, I, think, I couldn't believe it. Eight dollars, um, it maybe even a fraction more was put up a, about uh, this horse. Unbeaten second up, I thought first up was was good without having much luck in running. Has drawn really well. I know it's a, a big group one. It's an open race. There's a couple of chances, but um, I think the Chain of Lightning and the stable, the Moody Coleman. Um, stable because I, I th now that they're going to become a partnership. Is that official? 
No, it's not. Yeah. But I always refer to Moody Coleman now. Well, she's the star of the show. Exactly right. So um, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be hard. <laughs> for people who may not be aware, Brownie broke this news about seven months ago, so he has to mention Correct. it every time yeah. to make sure that he is. And first fa of fair August. place to him. He was most certainly the person who went with it first. First so. of August, I'm yeah. waiting for Till. No, I think you'll be right. Get ratified, yeah, but I, I think Chain of Lightning. What price now, uh, Quinny? Is it still um, around? Yeah, eight bucks. Eight, for eight you. bucks. That's Give it's each way all day, all go. day long. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm happy with that. No, so so that are the two horses <laughs> there you don't want to mention. No, that's Quinny, is it? Yeah. No, I guess I've got three tomorrow. Quinny's got three. Three tomorrow. Three specials at Sandown. Race five, number two, Pericles. This horse was enormous in defeat last start at Sandown. Was three wide the trip. Still had the audacity to nearly win the race. Will bounce back tomorrow. Jamie Carr in the saddle. Big tick. I'm with Steel City as one of my specials in the Blue Diamond. Race seven, number 12. Yes, she's a maiden after two career starts. The form stacked up really well. Brownie alluded to that before. I anticipate she'll be too good. And we can end the day with a winner. Race nine, number nine, Asfura has won both previous first up runs. Comes into this first up on the back of an enormous jump out. And I think we'll get the job done in the Oakley Plate. Jeez, best on, man. When it comes to the Ladbrokes Blue Diamond, we've got some of the best getting around. All right, Dan, Cobby, talk to me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Race three, number three. No, no, no. Race no, no, three, no. number three. <laughs> what? You can bet with confidence. What horse? You can bet with confidence. Espiona. Oh, she returns here to Melbourne. Bolts in. She goes left-handed. She's now second up. She was drawn the inside last time. She couldn't win from where she was in terms of the way the track was playing. She was first up. She just knocked up late. But now second up, returning to Melbourne, which we know she loves. Um, you can bet and bet with confidence. You're getting four bucks and... She's the best bet on the program. I can't believe it's taken this long to get her back to Melbourne. We spoke about it last year, and if you missed it, Hamo, Adam Hamilton, absolutely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> They're a milk drink. Can't That's, see it. What does I say? Fraud. fraud. So she's you're in the Hamo? You're the Hamo? Fraud. You think she's a fraud? fraud. Yeah, I, I think she's a fraud. She's she a honestly Melbourne. could win by six on the Yeah. Nah, well, the leads are down, win by four and I'll a half. I'll retract my statement, but fraudulent behaviour. Anything else? Anything else? I'm with well, you. look, it's partly to wind everyone up, but at the same time, I do think... I think she'll win. win. So I'm betting and okay. betting with confidence. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Uh, I'm going to go to Sydney with the stallion. I want to see him parade, though, to be fair. Profondo. He's Profondo? Been, he's been another one that's probably Jeez. struggled, but this he's is... He's been into these uh, inconsistent horses. Well, to be fair, this is probably the most suitable race he's met in some time. And as I said, I think if he can parade well, uh, this is a chance to catch him fresh. And he's Robbie Dolan's gonna... Profondo. Well, it was. X. So you're X. tipping Profondo and, and Espiona. Yeah. Yeah. So basically yeah. you've gone back to 2020 like Kemp's pants. Correct. So you think they're going to be their best? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Oh, oh, mate. Mate. What are they? Wait, these are Kelvin Klein <laughs> jeans, <laughs> and I'm. You know what? There's two people. I'm not going to take any fashion advice, and it's those two <laughs> right here. Dan Covey wants to dip in. I've got them all. I've gone from 2013 Puma Runners to the old Golden Goose. It's actually, it's Things actually, are going very well on my <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually miraculous that Nick Queen, of all people, wants to keep fashion advice. Yeah. Could be the yeah. worst in the world ever. Uh, I'm with you with, uh, with the, with the, the mayor, Nutwood Profondo, and Brave Halo for you in the Blue Diamond. Yeah, as I said, not a great deal of confidence. I will say, we haven't really touched on Oakley Plate. Zapateo, mm -hmm. big odds. Think can run a big race, drawn to get the right run. Just in behind the speed, will be strong late. Luckless last preparation, Dean Moore on board for James Cummings, getting about eighteen dollars in the Oakley Plate. Uh, speaking of James Cummings, what, what, what's Animo at right now in the dollar seventy? Dollar seventy overs. Um, <laughs> should be a dollar twenty. He's becoming like a bomb-proof commodity, isn't he? Yeah. He wasn't at Flemington that day. Mm.
No, but that was end of prep, and we did speak about that. That you know he's now. Well, he's go been beaten two starts ago, so we can't call. <laughs> no, but I just mean the way that he returned first up. I mean, how do they beat him this start? They don't. And then, what realistically leading into the preparation, you think, oh, if you get a wet track, El Bodegon might show up. But the way he paraded first up, like yeah. he's he's almost time for mm. like he was poor, and he raced. I'm not going to say poor, but he didn't race that great. I'm not. I'm not so sure. like his main dangers aren't yeah. really sort of putting their no, hand no, up. No, that, you know? that's, like, that's the thing. You got to look at it like. He, he's come back, and everyone says that the training the house down, and James McDonald spoke about it, and all. You know, James Cummings mentioned. But who stepped up? I think again? Finn Cox, yeah, just you know, training the house down, but he'll just bolt in. So my best bet is VC to run a place, bolt in into Animo to win, because okay. I think get about six dollars for the place for VC, and I think he will cut, hit the line pretty hard. I think the, the good track helps him. The twelve hundred metres, he's got to do it, but I think he has an opportunity to do it because the speed will be on. Uh, so VC, if you give a horse wins, it'll be given a Victorian cross. Absolutely. Okay. On if, the spot. <laughs> if, if Animo wins this week, like, tell us, are you going to book Ascot? Surely. I mean, you go everywhere else. I am in the throws currently. To I can't work believe on this. a little. This European is a man that trip. got back last week from, from the Super Bowl. Eleven day so, junket. So and you're way, already booking your next one. On the way home from Hawaii last week, I realised that you can do Royal Ascot. The last day into Lords Ashes, where you're banned because you, you stole Shane Horn's yeah. <laughs> accreditation. I'm concerned you've only just found this out, though, Ken. And we, well, I knew there was, but now, now, so I only take a one trip at a time. Once yeah. one trip goes, then I dive into the next. So in a nine-day period, I can go. There so we need go. to start booking a replacement host for him uh, already. Well, it depends. Grace Hayden. Are we yeah, doing a great Grace job now? down at Lords? Oh, isn't, isn't she going to the IPL? She could. When's that finish? Me, me and Quinny are going to be slaving away here doing oh, the, yep. the, the footy lab. Please. Yep, the hard know, yards. And you're just... Bottom of the pack a, stuff. A, okay, so Nick's just come back from Launceston. You've come back from Launceston yeah. off the back of a Vegas trip. Mm -hmm. You've come back from the Super Bowl yeah. waste management. Yeah. I'm sitting here literally slaving away. <laughs> oh, like, I, uh, I you're am, about to go to management. I, you'll I be am, going around the world. I'm completely cast. Well, let me you point this out. Just flying. Let me point this out. If I do go to Royal Ascot, I believe the seat next to me has already been filled. Who? Me. I'm going. I'm booked. See? He's booked oh. already. Oh, really? <laughs> so there you go. I think we'll see five Australian horses at Royal Ascot. I think cool we spoke about this. Cool and Gatter. Animo. Yeah. Um, uh, I think In Secret will go there. Okay. Uh, Rock and Horse will go there. Yep. And I might have gone a little early. Now four's good. Four or five. Some, I think we'll see multiple. Kick, kick, one could emerge. Yeah. I think one will emerge. Kick 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 I don't think so. No, I don't, no, no, I don't I'm think so. I'm saying, like, yeah. he's a... I think even horses like Private Eye, etc. Like, you know, like, if you've got a gelding... Over you go. Have a crack. Yeah, I, I think we'll see. We'll start to see the influx. Of course, it's been a bit of a tough couple of years. When you know it comes what? To travelling. SBO might win on the, the weekend. And there, you go. Go. <laughs> there you go. She, she might like Royal Ascot. Travelling pony. Travelling pony. Sydney. <laughs> I think uh, crystal ball. The visa will get knocked back. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Crystal Deceitful ball. behaviour, fraud. Mate. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Chris Waller won't speak to Adam Hamilton due to this particular horse. Now you're now. I mean, he's already got Annabelle Nisha who owns a horse that refuses <laughs> yeah. to talk. Oh, she doesn't know who he is. <laughs> and now Chris is going to pen him. I mean, <laughs> anyone else? Remember that time, Brandy? It's on the phone. Racing list that dear, dear Annabelle, I'm not wasting my money on Laws of Indices anymore. Do not run him anymore, Group Ones. He bobs up, runs well on the Cox Plate. He goes and runs well in Hong Kong. He's now going to go to Dubai, I'm hearing. Maybe that was the, the spark that she oh, needed. Yeah. You know, yeah, as a true. trainer, we all need a little bit of a kick up the backside. Um, my crystal ball. Here we go. My Oberon <laughs> will win a Group One this year. This year. This season or this calendar? Uh, year. No? I've done the old December. Yeah, thing. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> no. I like it. Might be another one for our man Pete to whip up. Are you talking Australia or in Macau? 
this year. Nah, in Australia. Yeah. Yep. Yep. In Australia. Just so I check. He'll win the, he'll win the Sue <laughs> Rupert Clark in a Sue time slot. There you go. All right, I'll go to mine. Preferment, Johnny Get Angry, Pride of Dubai, Seamus Award, Laschetti Spirit, Toffee Tongue, Uhud, Ethiopia and El Dorado Dreaming. What do those horses all have in common? They won their first ever race in a Group 1 and I think Steel City will add her name to that very impressive I list. I think when you're looking at Victoria Derby, mm. so when it's three weeks into their three-year-old yeah. season, it's easy to Hey, 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 your girl Joe Taylor set me preferment. No, I'm just saying, like, it. it's... Yeah, you're looking at three-year-old features and now you've got a tour feature, but I know what you're saying, but, but it's... She hasn't. She's got good yeah. form, is what I'm trying to say. She's and not a. Listen, Mr. Management. She's not a. She's not a award where she was literally a. A maiden. Hang on, you're a maiden or you're not a maiden. Far. Yeah, You've won one or you haven't. But you're far a restricted bad. class to your age. Anyway. Still a far bad, just quickly, far bad for me to put rules on this particular segment. But, anyway. mate, you just made your crystal, crystal ball your best bet, mate. Can you be a bit more crazy? Yeah, as I say, come and, on. And you tweeted it before the Okay, I'll go quickly. I'll go quickly. This Saturday night, this Saturday night, we've yep. got 18 internationals arriving from overseas. Yes. I'm going to say that they'll win two Group 1s in the autumn. Okay. I, I would argue you could say internationals... And not have to say from overseas. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have to think so. Producers of photos. Where's the photo of Brownie? I'm through. Is, is, is one of them a Mar Eustace runner for the Doncaster? Or is that already uh, here? multiple, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, my crystal ball is that I'm Thunderstruck won't win a Group 1 this preparation until he gets a 2,000 metres. Well, he's going to get there once in the Queen Elizabeth and Animo will spank him, so when's he going to win one? Well, Animo might... We'll see. Good point. Great Fighting show. Fighting words. Really, see. really good show. We'll see. They, they might just fold him up uh, Animo to, to go to Royal Ascot rather than run the QA. And QE. a big shout-out to the producer, too, that had all those photos you yeah. sent. Oh. <laughs> Whose handbag is that? I just give back to the people of Tasmania. Whose handbag was it? I think Grace Hayden needed to hold it while she did official duties, and so I just I just do what I do. Fair enough. Accommodate. Accommodate. Very for Ladbroke. Ladbroke it. Grab the Ladbroke's app today. Always gamble responsibly. Hopefully back next week. Yeah.